man, I hate to exercise. You know what? I, I don't have time. I don't have time to exercise. I, I couldn't find my shoes. So uh, too bad. I can't go for a run. All the excuses. Today is just me. It is just me with practical information and tools on how to get anyone and everyone to exercise. Because yes, you know it. Exercise is medicine. So we go through your personality type related to exercise. And even for those that hate to exercise, I have some information for you that will get you to get going and get moving. Exercise and practical solutions to get moving. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my full intention, my goal, my aspiration to help you with your prostate health and how to live better with age. Today, you just have me. <laughs> no guests, no guests today. I'm having a good time getting experts from around the country. A few we have in line from around the world on different urological topics. But today, it's just me. And I want to talk to you today because I pay close attention in my clinic. I observe what patients do and don't do. And I try to figure out, man, why are some of them doing what they need to do and others are not? What am I referring to? I believe lifestyle medicine is the most powerful medicine. You can call me biased because that's what I practice. I practice lifestyle and integrative medicine in the field of urology and men's health. But it is powerful. It is powerful. I literally see some diseases being reversed by lifestyle medicine. The problem, of course, is there's no magic pill. You have to do the work. I will prescribe, or someone like me, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, will prescribe a protocol, and you need to do it. And often the protocol can be painful. Not physically, for the most part, but mentally. Well, I need to change my diet. Oh, I, I can't change my diet. Well, I need to take all these pills. Yeah, because when you take dietary supplements and nutraceuticals as part of a treatment regimen or therapeutic regimen, it oftentimes requires more pills. There's no way around that. Because these are herbal substances, and oftentimes they come in formulas. So they work synergistically. They're not isolated compounds like a pharmaceutical drug. No problems. I want to be honest here and straightforward. I have no problem with the right pharmaceutical drug to the right patient that has minimal side effects, particularly if it works and it's required. No problems. 
despite the fact that I am biased towards natural therapeutics and natural medicine, I have seen pharmaceutical uh, treatments, surgical procedures work and work very well. I know the deal. You don't trust doctors, <laughs> right? I know the deal. They all they want to do is medicate you. I know the deal. Um, you know they're not. They don't have great bedside manners. I think that's all. All an oversimplification. Though I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. There's a lot of truth to that. They're in bed. You're you're saying with the pharmaceutical companies. Many are. Many are not. You have to understand that a healthcare institution, I don't care what it is, whether it's a private clinic, academic center, it, it is a business. And let's just have an honest conversation about that. It's a business. Okay? Now, that should not matter to you, the patient. You, all you care about is can what the doctor is recommending help me resolve my health issue? That's all you care. And that's the way all doctors should function, not necessarily on the business side only or at all, but function on what's best for my patient. What's best for my patient? So with that in mind, I want to talk to you today because I've seen amazing uh, patients come back to me and they're doing amazing, incredibly fit. I'm talking about people in their 70s, guys in their 80s, 85, you know, have one who's like 91 and still kicking butt. So I find that the, the, the main component of that, not the only, but the main component of that is exercise. Exercise, physical exercise. Now, for a while, as a lifestyle practitioner, natural medicine doctor, function, functional medicine doctor, <laughs> I set my patients up for failure. It happened for the first half of my career. And I give them the protocol and they're not getting results and they're struggling to follow the elements of it. And I'm like, what's happening? God, what is going on? It, my patients are not compliant. They're not motivated. You know, they don't have discipline. That's not true. None of that is true. The reality is that I did not give them a protocol that's right for them. I gave them a general protocol with a couple of tweaks based on their particular issue, but it's not really for them. It's not really tailored to them. So, you know, I set them up for failure. For the latter half of my career, I've seen that patients have gotten excellent results overall with, with the protocol, with the natural protocol. So ec including exercise and they're more compliant. And the reason for that is because I've done a, I think, I mean, there's, there's still a lot of work to do, but I think I've done a better job being more prescriptive and tailoring the exercise regimen specifically for them. So today I want to share with you how you should look at exercise so that you're consistent with it. Because I hear it all the time, right? You, you know the deal. I don't have time. Excuse me? I don't have time. 
exercise is medicine. Physical exercise is medicine. So it's not a matter of time, right? So there was a di- there's a different psychology that happens with some of you that I've learned, and I think that um, that I've uh, I've done a better job with uh, how I prescribe exercise. So I want to share that with you. First of all, and I'm not going to cite scientific papers today, but depending on when this is published, our website is down now because of um, a lot of attention, thanks to the podcast and my YouTube channel, which is just blowing up, and I thank you all for it. Um, I am super appreciative to be in this relationship with you, as as you've heard me say probably, hopefully, many times. So uh, thank you for that. But when it's up, I'm going to have all the references that you want. Because what I do, I'm a science implementer, right? I'm a science implementer. What happens sometimes is that, oh, the science says this, the data shows this, but what do I do with that information? You're left high and dry. We're not doing that here. I want to give you actionable information. And I want to make sure that I set you up for success, right? But when you look at physical exercise, you see everything from it lowers the risk of cardiovascular disease and less heart attacks. Those with cancer do better. Prostate cancer, many cancers, those that exercise do better. It prevents cancer or lowers the risk of cancer formation, right? Lowers the risk of Alzheimer's, lowers the risk of you just dying prematurely, right? So... There's a lot of evidence to support that. Hey, man, get moving. Now, here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. I was talking to a friend about this because he doesn't really exercise. And, I'm, you, know, you, know, you know, you become like religious about it when you know what you know. And you want to kind of transform the world and you want to, you know, preach to the world, you know, what you should do. And that's not a good way to do it. And I don't do that. But with people that are near and dear to me, uh, I said, look, what's happening, man? I mean, you know the deal with exercise. You know, in order for you to live better with age and function optimally as you get older, you know, he's he's not even, I don't think he's even 50 yet. I said, it's going to catch up to you. And I said, the science is very clear. It lowers the mental health. It helps with mental health. People that are already depressed and have anxiety do better with exercise. Yeah. Evidence-based. He said to me the following. He said, oh, Gio, come on, man. Come on. If, if we were to go by what's scientific, scientifically proven, then no one would smoke cigarettes. But still, there's millions of cigarette smokers out there. You know, for me, that was like a, that was like a kick in the growing. That's a kick in the growing because it turns out that he's right. I don't think you care that there's a lot of evidence to support the fact that you should exercise. Right. Um, there's many reasons why people don't exercise. You know, ultimately, if you look at it objectively, people don't exercise because it's just not a priority. It's not what they value. 
No, 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 no. Dr. G, I, health is everything. Health is important to me. It's not. Can we be honest? Can we be honest about that? Health is not that important to you and most people because the word health is ambiguous. What does it mean? What it means to you and what it means to me and then what it means to the next person and the next person is all completely different. So you're not going to get out of your bed in the morning when you're nice and cozy, brush your teeth, put on shoes and go and go exercise and go to the gym for health. That's not the reason. So you're not doing that. What you care about is performance most until you get diagnosed with a life-threatening condition. So, yes, if you're listening to me and you're a prostate cancer thriver, I salute you because you guys kick major butt and you are motivated. Why? Because you had to face the grim... uh, 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 what is it? The the uh, you you have to face your mortality, the Grim Reaper, <laughs> right? You have to face your mortality. So now you're motivated. Unfortunately, men need a diagnosis to do better. They're not going to do things for health purposes. All right. So let's start there. And they're not going to do things because there's scientific evidence to show how amazing exercise is. That's not cutting it. So today I want to give you practical tools that will help you stay on a regimen, on an exercise regimen. All right. I want to be I want to be holistic, but I want to be realistic. All right. So let's do it. Let's go. So the first thing that you need to determine and be honest with yourself is, all right, in a spectrum, how much do I like to exercise from I hate it to I love it? Okay. Now, you could be where in the spectrum are you? Are you an I hate it exercise person? Are you a it's okay person? You know, I like it. It's okay. Don't don't love it. But it's okay. Or are you a I love exercise person? Right? Where are you in a spectrum? It's okay. Be honest. You don't have to be a I hate it person and then kind of try to trick yourself to be an I love it person. It's okay. Be honest where you are. What's your starting point? What's your baseline? Okay. If you are and I hate exercise person, here's what I would recommend. Give me three hours a week. That's 30 minutes a day, six days a week, or one hour a day, three days a week, or one hour a day, and then four days of 30 minutes. Figure it out. Give me three days a week. Give me three days a week. Okay? If you're an I hate exercise person, give me three hours a week. Not three, uh, not three days, but three hours a week. However, you want to split that up. Don't don't do three hours in one day because it's just unrealistic. And I'm going to assume that 
the quality of your exercise is not great. If you if you try to cramp in, you know, oh, today I work. I remember my, you know, some patients that come to my office. I I work out two hours a day. Come on, man. (laughs) Right. Two hours. No one works out two hours a day unless they're uh, uh, professional athletes or athletes. Right. But, you know, you're, you're in the gym for two hours a day, but an hour and a half of that, you're doing what? Walking around, talking to your buddies. No problem, by the way, because one of the things about going to gyms, I think that's really valuable is you get to engage with other people. Not, no issue. But don't tell me you work out two hours a week. You spend two hours a day in the gym, but you're not working out. You could be <laughs> exercising 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then the rest uh, kind of just uh, engaging with people. Right. So hate to exercise. Here's another thing with the hate to exercise person. Don't wait to be motivated. Well, I'm just waiting to get motivated to exercise. That that will never happen. Waiting to get motivated to exercise. By the way, the I love it person doesn't always want to go to the gym or exercise either. They're not always motivated to exercise. Okay? So you, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to get motivated to exercise. You're not. Waiting to get motivated to exercise is like waiting for Santa Claus to come on Christmas. He ain't coming. All right? Santa's not coming. Now, when my kids were really young, they thought they were coming, right? It's an illusion. It's an illusion, but Santa ain't coming. So what you want to do is go. And what you want to do is not worry about the details of what kind of exercise you need to do. We're looking for consistency. Not as much as intensity. If you're a I hate to exercise person. So forget about intensity. Forget about you know, this reps or that reps, you want consistency. So you want to do the thing that you like to do. So if it's taking a 30-minute walk, take a 30-minute walk every day. Outdoors, preferably. When the weather is, in, uh, uh, in, when, when there's inclement weather, then do it inside, maybe treadmill or something. R- you can Rowing, you can go swimming for 30 minutes. Now, I do want some level of intensity, something. So I don't want you to do a very slow walk. Of course, all is relative to your state of health and your state of your ability to function and move. If you just came out of a you know knee replacement or hip replacement, that takes time. But get your body strong enough to get going. So that may be Whatever it is for you. Now, I don't want you. So we do have the weekend warriors who, right? All they do, you know, is on the weekends, they go play tennis. Guys, if you play a sport, I don't care if it's pickleball. God, what's going on with pickleball? It is taking the sports world by a storm. Any pickleball players out there listening? (laughs) Pickleball. Love it. Love it. I don't care if it's pickleball, tennis, golf. 
You cannot be a weekend warrior because you have to train for that sport. If not, then you are at a higher risk of the injury. Forget about playing well. You're just going to get hurt in the middle of a game. You're going to twist an ankle because those tendons and ligaments are just not strong enough. All right? So if don't be a weekend warrior. If you play a sport, then you need to train for that sport. So I'm talking to the guy that hates to exercise and is not a weekend warrior and just, you know, probably, you know, a, a lot of the a, a lot of these type of guys are cerebral. Just just leave me in front of my computer. Right? Research, working, just leave me in front of my computer. Right? Thinking, strategizing, no problem by the way, of course that's great, but you need to move your body. So that guy, the I hate to exercise guy needs to go. Do Find something you like to do for 30 minutes a day that's consistent with some level of intensity. So if we're talking about just walking, make sure your heart rate goes up to about roughly, if you have a way to measure with some wearable, um, 180 beats per minute minus your age. So if you're 60 years old, let's say, um, so it's 120 beats per minute. Right, your heart rate should be about 120, roughly. Get your heart rate up there about 120, and do that. Do that for 30 minutes a day. So if it's a treadmill, get your heart rate to 120. That's so. Right, it depends on your age. So roughly about 180 minus your age. Um, some people refer to that as the talk test. So you should be able to talk with someone if someone else was next to you, but you won't be able to sing. Or you won't be able to just say, you know, a whole paragraph. You'll say one sentence, take a breath, then another sentence. So th that's how you measure it if you don't have a, a tool to measure your heart rate. All right. So that's for the I hate exercise person. The person in the middle. Yeah, I like I like I like exercise. In fact, I like to play tennis. I'm a runner. Right. So the person in the middle, here's the deal, likes one type of exercise. Right. So I'm a runner. I'm a weightlifter, hates aerobic exercise. I like to weightlift. Um, I do yoga. I'm a dancer. Right. That person in the middle. Like actually don't love it, like it, maybe really like one type of exercise, aerobic or weightlifting, that person, I want you to give me four hours a week and do more of the stuff that you don't like to do. So if you're a runner, I need you to weightlift more. You need to balance it out. If you're a lifter, I need you to do more aerobic. I need you to Get on the treadmill for 30 to 60 minutes at, you know, a moderate pace. Once the same deal uh, at a heart rate, about 180 minus your age. Right. I want you to do mix it up. I want you to do high intensity interval exercise when you go really fast and stop, go really fast and stop. Right. Go really fast for 30 to 60 seconds. Stop for 60 seconds to two minutes and then do that eight times 
you know, five to eight times. By the way, there's a lot of benefit from go fast, go slow, go fast, go slow, hit. You could do an excellent hit workout in 10 minutes and your body thinks that you just ran for 60 minutes. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. So for anyone here throughout the spectrum that um, has the excuse, I, I don't have time, you literally can get a very good workout where your body really benefits and it helps you with your goal, living better with age, staying functional, 10, 15 minutes with doing some sort of hit workout. Go fast, go slow. You could do kettlebell swings. Look it up. Kettlebell swings. And you could do, you know, 10 swings, rest for a minute. Another 10 swings, rest for a minute, 90 seconds. You could do that six times. Very effective, very powerful. So there's many ways to do this. Guy in the middle, like it, sort of love it, like one type not hate the other. I want you to get into the zone of doing a little bit of what you don't like, because the more you mix it up, aerobic with weight resistance, with stretching, you weightlifters, weightlifters, <laughs> you weightlifters, y'all hate to stretch. Why? Because it's painful and uncomfortable. But in order for you to move freely and be supple with time, you need to stretch and go and do a little yoga. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel loose. All right? Mix it up. Right? Four hours. Four hours a week. The I love it person. These are people that um, they... Again, they're not always motivated. In fact, I would argue that they, they're not motivated most of the times. But they go and do it because they know that I'm, how I'm going to feel after I do it. Right. The I love it person. They love one type of exercise. And probably really like another. So they love aerobic, but really like weight training. So they do it. They don't necessarily love weight training, but they do it. Or they really love weight training, but they and they like aerobic, you know, going for a good run, right? In that I love it person, there's probably one. So there's three parts here, aerobic, weightlifting, and, and some sort of pliable exercise where you have to stretch or yoga type of exercise. So you want to kind of stay within the three. Figure out which one you're not out of the three doing and do more of that. I would suggest that you do about six hours a week, you know, and it's good that you love it. So do some weight training, um, you know, within the weight training, if you, if you, if, you know, that person, the I love working out person, weight trains, I want you to kind of mix it up with low reps, about six reps, higher weight. Okay, you never have to lift anything till failure. You could always stop one or two reps before failure. So do low reps, higher weight, get stronger. Right? Focus on strength. Other times you can focus on muscle endurance, which requires, you know, more reps, more than 10. A good number that deals with both strength and muscle endurance is about 10 reps. 
that's kind of in the middle where you can get good strength and good muscle endurance. But if your goal is to, you know, get stronger, you need less reps with more weight. You're only going to get stronger with more weight. If your goal is more muscle endurance, then you need more reps, not more than 15. You want to stay in the middle? 10 reps. Okay. If you are a weightlifting person, then you need to do some aerobic type of exercise. You know, of course, I think they, it's also known as zone two. Same deal. Uh, 180 minus your age. Do that for 30 to 60 minutes a day. And stretch. Stretch properly. Um, there's a lot of information on how to stretch out there. I think just do it. Um, you know, I don't have to get into those details, but focus on stretching and or yoga, which is really, really good. Okay. What should I wear? What should I wear? What kind of workout clothes should I wear? It doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? What you wear. Uh, but. Remember, going out and doing it and exercising is is a psychological situation. So if for you, right, if, if you wear the Under Armour shirt and the Under Armour gear, whatever is your favorite, Nike, whatever your favorite brand, that can get you in the mindset of an athletic mindset and get you going. Right? And if that's your approach, go for it. Right. Nike. Nike gear gets you. OK, I'm an athlete. Whatever. Adidas, whatever. OK. Not that it's required for any other reason other than for psychological reasons. And if it gets you going for psychological reasons, then go do it. Go get it. Uh, I don't want you to, you know, I remember back in the day in the gym, you know, um, Bally's where people wore the nice sweatsuits and jogging pants and you know color coordinated with the sneakers and then they're not doing a darn thing <laughs> they're going around in the gym like it's a club right that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> right you know you know what i'm talking you've seen that right everything looks good flashy but not a whole lot of you know maybe on a stationary bike, going super slow, you know, as they're reading a magazine. That's not exercise. Exercise has to be with some level of intensity, right? Whether it's high intensity or moderate intensity, but it has to, it requires intensity. So get the gear if you need it. If you don't, if you just could wear whatever you want and you're still in the right mindset, then do that. The exception, of course, is your shoes. When you go for running, you want the right shoes for you. And that you need to get evaluated for at a runner store to see what's the right shoe for you. Right. Um, basic information. Don't take, you know, this may or may not apply um, for people with a wider foot. You want shoes that have different widths. Right. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of New Balance because they have different widths. I know that there is um, uh, the minimalist shoe movement, like the barefoot movement, 
Um, I wear barefoot shoes mostly, um, but it takes time to adjust to that. So the idea behind the minimalist shoe is that we are born to walk barefooted, that the way our feet strike on pavement, um, if we have a heel, then you will strike the floor, uh, the pavement, um, or the floor where you're running on with your heel first, and that causes all sorts of joint problems. That's the concept, why minimalist shoes are better. Because when you wear minimalist shoes, then you strike with the sole of your foot the way nature intended it. The other thing is that some of these shoes are too tight, and when you land, the, your toes should spread. So it's better for your feet. You stimulate nerves around your feet better. The closer your foot is to the ground, um, you uh, strengthened the muscles in your feet better, and the mechanics of how your feet hit the floor is better in theory, with minimalist shoes. Here's the deal. If you like the shoe that you run in, whether it's New Balance, Brooks, um, On, now it's very popular, whatever it is, keep running in that shoe if you like it. Because now if you're going to transition to a minimalist shoe, it, it's a learning curve. You, If you're going to do that, and it might be okay to do that, but you want to go really slow. And you don't want to run, you know, 10 miles with a new pair of, sh you know, minimalist shoes. Maybe do one mile. Maybe start walking with it, right? Because it takes time to adjust. It could take about up to three months to adjust. And and if not, then you're going to feel all sorts of other pain, your Achilles and things like that. Okay? So find the right shoe that's good for you. That is important. And there you don't want to be skimpy. Right. You want the right shoe that fits um, that fits well so that when you're running, you don't have any foot problems or hip problems or joint problems. Music. Should I listen to music? Should I have AirPods and listen to music? If so, what kind? That's up to you. Again. That's for mental reasons. There are some people that cannot lift weights without music, period, end of story. In fact, if they go to the gym and there's no music, they can't even lift. Right? There are some people that can't go running without listening to music. I don't care as long as you do it. So... If music, and if you like a certain type of music, because yes, when you listen to music and you're into music that hits you, your soul, right? And then you get more amped up and you're like, all right, let's go. Don't be an idiot in, <laughs> in the gym, right? Arrah, making all these noises and, you know, banging the plates and please don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't be, don't be that guy. But if you like music, put on music. And that can get you amped up, just like slower music and softer music can probably help you with yoga. Right. Kind of get in a meditative state to some degree. Go for it. I know for me, I can do with or without. For example, I like it when I'm weight training. I don't need it, but I like it. And when I'm running, I don't I want to just 
listen to my hit, my feet hit the ground. It's more of a, t for me, running is a little bit, going for a run is more meditative. There's physical benefits, no, for sure, but it's more meditative. So, but that's for me. I want to set you up for success. I want you to exercise every single day. The other thing I'll say, I only have a couple of more things to say is that if you exercise for any amount of time daily, so let's say you exercise for 30 minutes a day or 60 minutes a day, I don't care. And again, it depends where you are on the spectrum. That doesn't give you a license to then sit down for the rest of the, of the day. You need to stay active and moving your body. So if you work, for example, on a desk, get an elevated desk, a desk that elevates, for example. Okay. Keep moving around. Don't sit down. If you work out an hour a day, but you sit down for the next eight, 10 hours, all bets are off. All bets are off. Okay. You need to stay moving. If you are, you know, watching TV at night or whenever, sit down on the ground and do and stretch a little bit while you're just watching TV. Get some stretching in. What you find is you're going to wake up the next day with less inflammation and less pain. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, you know, things start hurting like 30, 60 seconds. You're not going to need much of that if you stretch more, particularly when you're watching TV or doing whatever. Stay moving. Stay active. And that's it. These are the practical tools to exercise consistently because, yes, exercise is medicine. Okay? So I want you to tell me how this works and how this helps you. Okay? And whatever platform you're listening this on, I want you to tell me because I want to know. I want to hear from you. I want to learn from you. Well, you could say, hey, you know, whatever. That, this doesn't apply or you forgot this. Just let me know. Because I'm interested in getting it right, not just be right. All right? I, I want to get it right. And I want to do all I can so that you live your best years ahead of you. So let me know. Lastly, our podcast is growing in, in, a, in a speed that's, that I'm just super humble to even recognize is beyond my dreams. And this is not about me. This is not about me. You've heard me say this before. You're not here for me. I'm here for you. Okay. We're, we're in a big mission here. We're, we're in a big global mission to help men live longer but not only live longer, live longer with optimal health and optimal functionality, mental, physical, and sexual, if that's what you want. So I thank you for engaging with me. I am super humbled and, and, and appreciative. I am privileged to be in this relationship with you. And I don't take the relationship for granted. Please sign up to the Dr. Geo website and newsletter. I give a lot of goods there only to members of that community from that website. So drgeo.com plus there's a lot of tools and information there that I think you're going to find valuable. Okay? drgeo.com.
That's all, folks. Pleasure. Talk to you next time. Much love. Be well. Our next sponsor partner has a product I use literally every day. I'm talking about AG1. You know, I've been using green powders mixed in drinks for a long time. (laughs) It has not always been a great experience, right? The powder clumps up a little bit. It tastes horrible. But you know what? You chug it anyway because it's good for you. AG1 changed the game. In AG1, you have 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day the right way. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, and energy to help you recover and focus and help you age successfully. To make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, Thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.